are listening to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. What's up, Nick? Steve, how's it going, man? You know, uh, well, well, since we've been sitting here, what, I don't know, almost 30 minutes, just generally griping and complaining about the goings on in the world. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm doing okay. Um, I, I would love to tell you I've been out in the woods just slaying Bambi left and right, but uh, I went I went opening day and I haven't been back. Now, there's a couple of reasons for that, but, uh, you know, with everything, I, I honestly have just felt like I needed to be out of the house a little bit when, when Bella wasn't here, so I've spent a couple of weekends, uh, visiting with family. So, and during the week I'm, I'm pretty much working, trying to, I feel like I got to pay a little bit back for, you know, everything my employer did, you know, during the last, you know, 10, 11 months. And that's where you are a unique individual. But, uh, anyway, just <laughs> hadn't made it back out. Most people wouldn't care. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you got out, man. And at least once I haven't done that yet, but of course it opens, but I haven't been doing much anything lately. Um, but yeah, our opener is today. It was actually, it was actually today, but I couldn't get out. So my opener is good to be tomorrow. Um, looking forward to it. Been, uh, been shooting the river raisin I recently picked up and I'm grouping really well. And, and my broadheads all flew great. Everything's sharp and ready to go. And, John, John, uh, I'm going to hunt with John Buchin Saturday. He says acorns are dropping. So, yeah, which means they a, will all be gone by the time I get there in November. But probably that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. I'm actually going to try to get out tomorrow and Sunday. I'm actually uh, was looking at the forecast and wind direction, and uh, pretty sure I'm going to hit some public land. I know I'm going to tomorrow afternoon, probably Sunday too, and. Uh, Tomorrow morning, I've got some. I got some strings. I got to finish up. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna get up in the morning, get some strings done, get a few things squared away around here, and probably head out. I don't know. Noon, early, early afternoon. Probably gonna try to find same thing. Find some acorns dropping and uh, look for some some feeding sign and see what I can do on probably on Dawson Forest. That's where I think I'm gonna go tomorrow. But uh, oh, cool. And I know I, I got a text from Tom. He's he's headed west, young man. I'm sure he's actually west by now. But he texted me early, and he was uh, early this morning, and and hadn't heard back from him. But he said he saw his first pronghorn, and had to text me. He said he wished I was with him, and I said, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> but, so hopefully he'll have some <laughs> tales to tell when he gets back. Yeah, I hope so. I didn't know he had gone. That's awesome. I didn't get to wish him luck, but I, well, I did last time I saw him, but man, I hope he, yeah, I hope he has a real good hunt out there and a good trip. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to just hunting with John. I haven't, geez, I haven't seen John in a while, not since GLLI. So I'm hoping, you know, we have a good hunt. It's supposed to rain a lot this weekend. Um, Saturday night looks good. I wish I could go out tomorrow morning, but I can't cause it's just has to work, but and then possibly Sunday, depending. It's supposed to be like a ninety percent chance of rain or something like that. So lucky we'll you. have to see how that goes. What's that? I said lucky you. Why? They're <laughs> hunting in the rain. <laughs> oh, hunting in the <laughs> Well, if I had some of them trad veins and one of those elevated rests, I could do that. <laughs> You're gonna start already, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's come up a lot lately. I wasn't going to bring that up today either, but I think I have to. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, looking forward to that a lot and, uh, can't wait to get out with the wood arrows and everything. And, uh, and yeah, unfortunately I, what I didn't realize though, is that my, the, my riser is a little bulky in that spot. Cause it is a three piece takedown. So I, I trimmed all of my straps on my great Northern quivers and now I don't have any that are full that'll fit, but I did, I messaged Bob Brum and he's going to send me a two new straps and I'm happy about that. I wish I had thought about this earlier, but that's all right. Cause my, uh, I do have a, my dad actually made me my own, uh, Birchbark Rovers quiver. Cause I haven't had anything but like cast offs for a really long time. And he had a longer one left. So he made that for me. So I think I would have to carry that into the woods with me for Mojo, but man, I am looking forward to it. It's just been crazy at work and I just, I got to get out. Um, so you trim, yeah. you trim your straps on your great Northern quivers. Yeah. Because nah, I always have this. I, mean, like, I just leave mine flapping in the wind. <laughs> well, I, I hate that. I can't stand it. It's like a muffler on an old jalopy or something. Uh, but yeah. So you um, don't like that? Okay. I'm gonna figure out a like way. That, to, I'm gonna figure out a way. I've got like five or six sets of those straps around here. Time I time I come up to Michigan, I want Michigan. I'm I'm gonna hop out with a quiver strapped to my bow and like. Five sets of those straps just <laughs> flopping around all over the damn place. <laughs> I don't know why it bug. I don't know why it bugs me, but it does. Now, one of the ones I have has a shorter pole on the bottom, like a, a peg. Sounds like a so personal problem to me. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't the size of the peg, Steve. It's, it's the length of the strap. <laughs> because I can't wrap it double around. I have to put it. Um, I can only go once around on it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, dude, I've probably trimmed. I probably got six short straps here, like just trimmed. Um, I don't know why I should just leave it the way it is or try to double it up. But like I said, mine don't double all that great. But anyway, I'm happy that, but you know, Bob's always there to do stuff like that for you. He's quick to help you at a shooter at a, uh, or you just, when you need something. So big thanks to Bob for that. Um, but yeah, I've, I've just been a, a lot of being a dad lately. That's, but my kids are doing real good this year, and and I need to get the hell away from them for a weekend. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Aubrey's got all A's and B's. You know, she's got she's got ADHD, and she's she, this is, she was going into middle school. We were a little worried about her, and she's doing fantastic in that atmosphere. So I think it's the change in the classes and stuff. Yeah. But but she's doing real good, and she's running cross country too, and she's pushing herself a little bit. And I didn't think she was going to want to do that, and she's doing mm-hmm. real well. And, uh, Kenzie's doing good in school and believe it or not, Kenzie joined a theater class. So she's actually doing like little skits and plays and stuff. And she's got her first one in two weeks. I'm pretty excited. Cause she's a, she's, she's a hoot when she gets going, but that's why I haven't been doing much out anywhere. <laughs> uh, sounds like a bit more, uh, a bit more interesting and diverse than, than my reasons. Mine are just work, 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 work. So Bella's, you know, Bella's back in school. So, uh, in mm-hmm. fact, she came, she actually came home, uh, yesterday and went back tonight. She had an uh, eye doctor's appointment. She had to reschedule back when Lori was in the hospital the last time and, um, she hadn't been able to get it rescheduled. So she basically just did a 24 hour turnaround, but next week she gets to come home for fall break. So I'll get to, I'll get to hang out with her a little bit next week. But. Oh, that's cool. It's always uh always good when she visits for sure. 
but yeah, well, I've been working a lot too, and and I've been online too much. Well, and, let me uh, tell you what I haven't been. I haven't been on Facebook, <laughs> but I know you have because I keep getting, <laughs> I keep getting <laughs> irate texts from. <laughs> they're uh, they're more like cynical, cynical, happy anger, I guess. Is what it is because I'm just laughing at it. You, but you, you just, you just about have to get to the point where you laugh because I don't, ca- I don't care anymore. Honestly, I just laugh. I just think it's funny. I just kind of point and say, "Well, you're an idiot," and I don't say anything. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> uh, so let's let's just let's pick one to talk about it. We're just we're gonna have some fun with this. And you know what? If you get offended, you're probably guilty. So. You don't really want to listen to us anyway. I really don't care. But what's pick pick one up and let's let's chat about it. Well, for one, what I'm what I'm talking about here is I'm in several of the archery groups, like many of you probably are. I'm in fly fishing groups too. There's it's the same kind of thing in every group. You're never going to get away from it. But um, whenever we get close to bow season, people seem to just for being excited or whatever it is they get on they get on the the groups and they they burn them up you know we start getting like 10 posts a day everybody's throwing one of the things that really pisses me off (laughs) is that when somebody wants to all right so if you post a question in there it's now so noisy to get people's attention people throw a random photo up there yeah photo for attention only or pick for attention only swordfish up there or something like that and you're like what the hell (laughs) so then you get sucked into reading it and then you're like oh okay and then the next one's a colored the colored post thing with the orange that's everybody's doing that now so every single one it's like a rainbow thing right down that i just i just can't deal with it but that's that's minor minor things because people are asking so many questions you're getting a lot of opinions that nobody really wants to hear and Except for me, because I get bored and I can't look away and I read them on some of these posts. And one that caught my eye yesterday was uh, a friend of ours had posted a uh, that meme that goes around. You know that archery meme, Steve? The one with the, with the <laughs> well, there's a million of them, but the one with the deer that's got the arrows all over it with the yellow fletches. And oh yeah. Says, the one that says, the one says all dialed in and it's posted all by, it's posted by a, a compound. Well, typically it's posted by one of the guys that, that hunts his buck with a compound. And then after he's done, you know, after he shot his buck, he's, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go trad now and shoot my, shoot my doe with a trad bow. <laughs> and by the middle of the damn season, he's an expert. That type. Yeah. Either that or is wounded an animal and is now, uh, Oh uh, yeah, no, that, so if it, and I'm sure they've already started too. That's the other one. Just use that as an experience, as an as an excuse to stop. But go from the the shot place shot placement matters to, uh, well, I hit a buck and I didn't get any penetration, or it looked a little far back, or uh, what kind of blood is this? And oh god. Yeah, I know. I hear you. That God, you got me on that one too. I know that was another one. The shot placement thing came up the other day, uh, and I almost lost my mind. Um, the uh, okay, so back to when okay, shooting into the deer, it's got the all dialed in thing. Well, people started posting. Actually, it was an a trad guy that posted it up because they were laughing about it, and then some other people had joined in and were going back and forth. It was the compound trad boat thing. It was actually pretty lighthearted, but one guy got on there and he said, "Were all the guys getting on?" Uh, 
he did like a like an asterisk, just another snap shooter or something like that. And then he said, uh, "Oh yeah, that's the one you sent me." Yeah, the text. I said, <laughs> "Yeah, I said a text." So so he goes, and I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm a snap shooter." So I read it, and 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 he said, "It's like if you're anything but a." Uh, if you don't follow a shot process and if you don't hold for however long, and if you don't do this, you just, you know, you're basically just a bad snap shooter kind of thing. So it got me really thinking about, you know, of course the opinions and everything. And look, I know, I know there are people out there, there, there's, you know, Rick Welch, there's Joel Turner, there's Tom Clum, there's all these guys teaching before it was Jenkins, one of the Jenkins, there's two of them was a rot, rot, no, it was Tom, Tim, Tom Jenkins, I think. Um, uh, and if that's wrong, I'm sorry, but okay. So basically you got all that getting tossed around in there and, and it's the process versus instinct kind of thing. Well, most of the time, you could probably, Steve, you could probably stereotype what most people think is a snap shooter, right? Probably an old cranky curmudgeon <laughs> that, you know, has been, you know, and pulls to about half draw and, you know, is all rickety and whatever. That's kind of what I, what I kind of feel like the process people think us snap shooters are like, a, just like a, I don't know, like a slack jawed moron <laughs> <laughs> that so. You know, I, I, I got me thinking and I mentioned it and I was like, yeah, it seems like more and more lately as this as this audience that does these process, these shot processes and the anti-target panic stuff and all those all those lessons from the people I just mentioned. It seems like all of them don't feel like you can have success unless you have a process or you can't be a good shot unless you have this process. Because they struggle with something and they get a process to help them get out of it. And they can't seem to fathom that it almost like it offends them that you don't have that issue. Wow. That you don't. What is that? You know, and what else does that sound like? Let's see. That sounds like, um, well, if you're not shooting three under, that's not trad. If you're not shooting split finger, that's not trad. If you're string walking, that's not trad. There's no such thing as instinctive shooting in your mind. You're doing if it's if it doesn't work for one person, it's wrong for everybody for, in exactly. their mind. It's it's, it's the most ridiculous thing. And I, I it's a, I've talked about the whole form thing, and I'll probably get into it again. But please continue. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's like it's the inferiority complex response. It's like, oh well, pff, they don't have to hold it, or they don't have to hold to hit that, or they don't have a problem with it, or or you know, so. Well, here, here they, you know, they just shoot better if they had this process. Like it helped me because I needed it. And and why do you think most of them have that those processes, Steve, and have those issues? Well, My and this, I posted this on the thing. Go ahead, you can if you got one. Go ahead, chime in. No, no, I was just gonna say there's a lot of things that just don't make hunting sense to me. And and maybe that's you know I didn't mention that. I think there's a. You know, there is a great, they ought to form, I truly believe a bunch of these people should get together and form a professional foam hunter society. And that's not a jab at professional bow hunter society. Please don't read that into it. It's just, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, whatever they can do on a foam target, they automatically guarantee in their mind that they can do that in a hunting situation. And I'm sorry, but... They're two different things. 
And I've said this before. I, I agree that form is important. It is important. It's, it's the basis of everything we do. However, in hunting situations, I want to see you practice your getting your stance shoulder width apart and turning your, turning your torso perfectly perpendicular to the target and bending at the waist and doing all these things that everybody talks about you have to do for perform. And I'm not saying they're not important. What I'm saying is they go out the window when you're standing on a little, I, I hunt on an M7 platform. It's not even big enough for my, for my boots to fit 100% on the platform. Saddle hunters. <laughs> hunting in a blind when you're all twisted and contorted having to shoot around behind your back when you're there's so many different reasons that that form is all great until you're put in one of those situations and this is in my opinion this is where you get into a lot of this well i just i shot low i don't know why i shot high i don't know why i hit them a little bit far back well part of that's because you've let the 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 expanded the excuse me the expendable broadhead crowd convince you that you can't shoot into the shoulder you have to shoot a foot behind it and you're gut shooting and liver shooting deer left and right because you're believing the hype of these blasphemous heart, uh, uh, hunting product vendors that tell you you have to do something to use their product when it's worked correctly for years until they tried to create a gadget to do it better i mean it just goes on and on and on Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. I hear you. And that's and that's what drives me crazy about the whole situation. It's like this is all kind of related right now. Like I there was another guy that went on some traditional, like another bow hunter uh page today and said something about um oh man, what was it? Uh Oh yeah, he wanted to know a content provider to follow. He just got into trad and he want he wanted to find a content a content person, like somebody to, like a clay or or right, somebody right. like that. But this guy's new to trad, coming over. He's a convert. The first thing he wants to know is to find a to find some kind of a personality to follow. And I responded, "Well, go back and learn the history first. Read some of the history or fo- watch some videos on on." that on you know whether it's fred bear or glenn st charles anything you can get your hands on you know it, it, learn that before you start following some youtube personality some... not that there's anything wrong with clay or anybody like that yeah um but it just kind of made me it's it's that and then the shot placement thing came up you know where that's the you know the 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 it's the foam killers like you just said it's like Anytime somebody posts about heavy arrows, if they're, you know, it always says, it's heavy enough, it's heavy enough, it's shot placement. And then they go into that whole thing, and they're just, I don't, I don't know. Well, it's, it's just it, so much yeah. so much to make you angry. It, it, and, it, and again, <laughs> that's why, that's one of the reasons, it's not the main reasons, but it's one of the reasons why I deactivated my Facebook account again a few weeks ago. I just can't, I can't. I can't deal with it. For every person that's actually out yeah. there trying to help and giving good advice, you've got, you've got all these... And look, I'm not going to, I'm, I, well, I'd love to call them names and challenge their intelligence, but that's not it. It's everybody wants to present themselves as some kind of expert. And a lot of them have just gotten started. L- let a thread, let go and watch any of the threads that get started anywhere around. What do you feel like is a, and it's, they're worded differently, ethical or, are um, maximum distance that you should be shooting deer or, you know, plugging the animal here. 
and reading some of these responses and it's just, and that, and then that'll go down and that'll get into the heavy air versus light air. And I've seen people say, well, you can't shoot heavy airs like that because then you can't, you, you know, you're, you've got too much drop when you get out to 50 and 60 yards, 50 <laughs> and 60 yards. I'm sorry. I want to bow hunt. I want to get close. If I want to shoot 60 yards or so, I'm going to pick up a rifle, which I haven't done in 20 years. That's not bow hunting to me. I want to get in close, not to mention the fact, again, just because you can do it all day long on targets, an animal is a different thing. Animals, listen up, people. Big shot coming. Animals move. They don't stand still like that phone target. There's wind. There's branches. There's all these other things. And you're taking a shot at an animal at, at, again, 40, 50, 60 yards. I don't care how good a shot you are. It's, have you, it's, it's, it's a lack of, and, and here, so same, same deal. And then I'll, I'm sorry, Nick, I, cut, I didn't mean to cut no, you off, you're but good, I'm, man, you're good. I'm going to roll on this real quick and I'll come back to you. But it's the same thing when you got, when you start getting in, I can't speak for the, just the general bow hunting and the compound groups. I, I, I got nothing against those guys. Like I've said many times, I hunted with a compound for probably longer than I've still longer than I've hunted with a, a trad bow at this point. It, I'd have to think about mm-hmm. that. It's getting close at this point, but I hunted with a compound bow for many years. This is not an anti-compound. I'm not bashing compound hunters. It's a difference, but well, okay, let me back up. So <clears throat> when you start seeing these posts and you, you've, you've, from from the time seasons end until the time seasons start opening up again, you're dealing with the heavy arrow, broadhead selection, shot placement. All the you know, these are the these are just the common. Almost every day, you're going to see, be able to see a thread around some one of those topics. Well, then as soon as season comes around, all those people that were you know self-proclaimed experts on this does this and this does this and you know shot placement matters and i'm again i'm not saying shot i still like what uh isaac said a few years a year or so back shot placement should be implied or assumed (laughs) then you have to think about everything else but i i truly believe and no one will ever admit this and you know, I've I've talked to Jerry Russell enough. You know, he he runs that tracking dog from opening day to the last day of season. If he's not bear hunting or it's not the rut, chances are he's out somewhere trailing a a, a deer with a dog. And he said, you know, he's told me before he can't tell me how many times somebody will tell him where the shot was. They know that's where the shot was, and then when he finds the animal, the shot wasn't even close. And when he starts looking at it, the reason the shot wasn't close is because nothing was like he was told. The shot angle wasn't right. You know, it's just, it's everything. And the biggest thing I think it comes down to is patience. People are in such a hurry to to fling an arrow at something so they can turn around and grab a picture and post it on social media. Part of the problem, not all the problem. Part of it is, again, just nerves. But take your time. If the animal is not presenting a good shot, whether it's too far away, whether it's turned the wrong angle, whether it's behind brush, whether it's behind a damn tree, be patient. Wait. Chances are it's going to give you a shot. If it doesn't, it's much better than losing the animal and getting on Facebook and talking about how you thought you made a perfect shot. No, you don't. 
You knew full good and well you didn't make a perfect shot. In most cases, and I'm not saying that bad things don't happen. I've made bad shots. You've made bad shots. Everybody's made bad shots. What I'm saying is there's a large percentage that people will not stand up and own up to it. They just made a bad shot. And shot placement probably wouldn't matter because it just got in too big a hurry. All right. Now I'll hush for a minute. Sorry about that. I'll let you go. <laughs> now, I'm into, now I'm in a million different directions. I know. <laughs> See what you do? It's all, uh, it's, there's just been a lot of irritability. But I, uh, one thing I will comment on is that, and this was what I commented on that post, was that what we've got going on and have been the last resurgence there was a lot of compound converts. Nothing wrong with compound shooters. Like I just said, this is this the facts. A lot of compound converts came over to trad. And like Steve said, within a year or two, due, due to internet, you know, experts, within two years, these guys already knew how to do it. They were experts. That's it. Producing, and a lot of them, yes, are content producers. But those are the people that are online right now. They're producing the content. They're also online. So all of these groups, I've never really realized how old school I actually am in the way I think about this whole thing. I, I actually think like somebody who's probably 20 years younger than me. I was born in the wrong time. And... Honestly, I've felt like ancient lately because everybody's just like, you're starting to see things like, okay, like the guy who got on looking for a content person right away and not knowing who a bunch of these other people are, you know, coming in and it's like, is, is our guys like clay. And the reason why clay's on the tip of my brain, clay's awesome, but he was just on TV and everybody knows how good he did and everything like that. So he's the one I'm thinking of right now. And he's got great content, but guys like clay, get on there and they immediately want to follow them and they haven't, they didn't even bother to look back. They're just coming in there because they came in from the modern compound and they went right into trad. And the first thing people do is they're like, Oh, well I can relate to this person. And there's nothing wrong with any of this, except for the fact that they're experts right away. They didn't take the time to learn and, and you just take their lumps. They had to jump in and just be an expert. And that's what we got right now. We've got a lot of people that are there doing that. And a lot of them coming from a compound shoot archer way with a compound. They're shooting upright with a compound. And when they start to struggle or whatever happens, they they look to whatever personality that might be or whoever's peddling a product. They look at it and they go, okay, this is, uh, this is what I need to do. I need this process. I need this clicker. I need this. I need this and this and this and this. I need plungers. I need all this stuff. And just sneaking back into what they know because they're not starting over again. They're just moving over and they have they got a traditional bow. Some of them go further. Most of them go backwards from what I've observed. And it's to the point now where you're just like an ornery archaic being on these things if you don't if you don't think that you need all that stuff and i i don't know it just it's been kind of sad lately I, it just it irritates me yeah. though like you said sometimes you just gotta laugh well anytime and, somebody presses my psycho trigger i know i get irritated 
Yeah, and it's not even it's and this is more like irritability, know, not like having fights. That was a bad joke. I'm just, I, but I get it. I mean, it, yeah. like I'm not getting on there. To, I'm not getting on there to. Most of the time, I don't say anything. I just get on there and I look and and you know, if I see somebody that's got a genuine question, did the research, and have at least shown me they've tried to find the answer, I'll get on there and help them. If it's anybody else, it's just an opinion. <laughs> Or somebody seeking opinions to have drama. I just sit back at times and read some of this stuff and go, and seriously, I mean, I really do. I sit there and go, I would love to hear what John Schultz would say or, or Howard Hill no. would say. I mean, really, I do. Somebody, I mean, so, somebody posted a John Schultz quote today that said uh, somewhere, and I, I think it's, it's somebody you and I know that posted it but it was that john schultz quote that was like i don't believe i don't believe olympic style belongs in the woods well again and or and uh, or does or works and doesn't work in the woods and so we know what john schultz would have thought yeah and and here's the thing (laughs) i'm not saying i'm not saying it won't work so uh, you know it'll work form works i'm not disputing any of that um and I'm definitely not going to dispute things like, you know, um, keeping your your bow hand in line with your shoulders in line with your elbow and all. I mean, I look, I agree with all of that 110 percent. And I will tell you, the the biggest majority of the times that I have just clean whiffed a shot is because I did not bend at the waist, and I just you know I tried to. I tried to manage elevation by lowering my bow arm, and it, you're going to miss. You change everything. So again, I'm not saying it's not important, but I, you know, I would love to critique half the people out there that are trying to bow hunt that are in, especially with the the whole saddle craze, and you're trying to stand on a little one foot by or not even one foot, eight inch by ten inch platform, and you're going to follow through all these, you know, go, trying to get a perfect form, and it, it it won't work. Mm-hmm. It won't work, and I can tell you right now. I look, I and there may be people in there may be people in Georgia that do, but I'm telling you, most of the whitetails I hunt, a clicker is going to send one into the next county. If they're at the range that I'm going to try to shoot a whitetail, mm-mm. yeah, that thing that thing's already gone before. That's that's just how I, how I see it. I'm not a I, I'm not, never have been a clicker guy. I'm also not a, an Olympic archer. I have no desire to be an Olympic archer. Hunting accuracy for me is where I can keep every shot that I want to shoot inside the vitals of a whitetail. I'm not trying to shoot a, a one-inch bullseye. I'm trying to shoot an eight-inch circular target. Mm-hmm. Big difference. Yeah. I, and I, again... You know, and that'll probably fuel some of the, well, then you ought to be able to do that from 50 yards. I'm not saying I can't. I don't try, really. I can definitely foam. I could shoot out to 40 yards. And, you know, I'm probably, I would dare say I'm probably in a 85 to 90% tile in the kill zone. Probably higher than that, but I'll go with that. But again, that foam doesn't move. There's it it I don't think people realize even with a uh even with a recurve. Let's go with a recurve that's shooting a uh I don't know, a seven or eight grain per pound arrow, real light arrow. It's a lot of time from the time you release that arrow till it reaches your target at forty yards when you think about the speed of a whitetail. 
plain and simple. I mm-hmm. I don't know. I yeah. like I said. I I I'll be honest, Nick. I stopped. I really tried to stop commenting well, <laughs> unless it's a unless it's a when it, when I was on Facebook unless it was a a question that I felt like I could give a a factual answer. Then I would try to respond because to be honest, ninety nine percent of what gets the comments are are strictly opinions. They're not answers. They're just opinions. Well, that and you can formulate a question better than it's being formulated too. I mean, right now there's basically a million, you know, what do you think of this? What do you think of this company? What do you think of this bow? Give me your best opinion or give, what is the best bow in your opinion? All this other stuff. It's like the same thing over and over and over again. Longbows are recurves. I mean, they're not. There's a, there's a, it's, there's a search feature at the top of that group for a reason. Exactly. And, and you know, I used to get, I used to always you know, get mad about that in forums too. And then when when people would say, check the stickies, but hell, after doing this for so long, like just being online and witnessing all this stuff, it's like, yeah, man, check the stickies. Google's your sticky. But some of <laughs> you just, you can't find some of them. You just have to laugh at, <laughs> have fun with though. I mean, Oh, it's, it's funny. The last, the, the, I mean, the last one I think I saw, and if I remember correctly, it was one of those where they used a bright color, like you were talking about to grab people's attention. And it was, um, let me see your, let me see your, your favorite legal public land bow hanger or something like that. <laughs> and, and somebody that. took a picture of their hand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. And it, and I, and I, I don't know. I feel like you, you deserve all the snark you can get if you're going to post those threads, you know, like that's, that's fine. And you know, it's entertaining. It's not like I sit there and get mad about it all day. And also I just want to point out that look, Tom Clum, Joel Turner, guys like that have helped people who have had target panic and they have taught people to shoot better. It works for some people. It's just, I don't have a problem. Why are you telling me I need a process? <laughs> well, all those deer you would have missed, you got, you'd have got them. Oh, you know what? <laughs> no, I wouldn't have. You know what? You know what? You know what Jason Samkoviak says about that, don't you? No. Well, yeah, he'll tell you. There's Jason a. Says he, a lot. He'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and a lot of it twice. Um, <clears throat> he will. Uh, Jason will tell you if you if you um, there's a reason that anytime you you get or pick up a new bow that you shoot it better than what you've been shooting. And I think you were talking about somebody else saying something similar to that when we were when we were chatting before we pressed record. Was it was it Fred Asbell? Fred Asbell. Yeah. What what did he say? If you got target, um, panic, I don't remember. What? I'm paraphrasing, but he he basically somebody he heard somebody talking about that at GLLI and well, one of the one of these years and and uh, I think John heard him say it, but Fred, but Fred goes, you know how you fix target panic? Shoot somebody else's bow for a while. <laughs> but there's a lot, there is a lot to that, and there's definitely a lot to, and I won't get into everything that Jason went into, but there's a reason you shoot uh, a new bow or an unfamiliar bow better and i'm not talking about so here's what i'm saying i'm not saying you go out there and you you're ring everything um but you're more you're more consistent 
And the reason you're more consistent is because you're paying attention to what you're doing. Because it's a new bow. Once you once you get used to it, well, then you start getting lazy, and your your elbows creeping up, or your your bow arms dropping at the shot, or all these different things. That again, form is important. Not saying it's not important, but it can't be rigid. Maybe that's a better way to put it. You know, you can't be so mm-hmm. rigid with this stuff when you're 15 foot off the ground, standing on a tiny little platform, trying to shoot the deer that came up behind you that you wasn't expecting because it didn't walk across the trail that's right in front of you, blah, 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 blah. There's all kinds of things. Now you got two choices. You can learn how to shoot in different situations by practicing, or you can let that animal walk, never take a shot. Um, or you can wait until it's standing perfectly broadside in front of you, exactly at the 20-yard mark where you know you marked off before you climbed up in the tree and you've got a, a three-foot platform that you can get perfect stance. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm being a little mm-hmm. bit facetious here, but it's just, you know, there's there's got to be some common sense to go with all of this stuff is all I'm really saying. It's just a little common sense. Well, you know, if it works once, Steve, it works every time. Yeah, yeah, that's another. Oh my God! So if you kill, so if you kill a, a deer at fifty yards with a four hundred grain arrow and a dull broadhead, that hey, deer don't have very thick hide. Their bones, their bones break easy. And I, it's you know, and I won't speak for you, Nick. I, I really won't. I think I'll hear the same thing from you. Here's the thing: I started this. We started this podcast. I started the YouTube channel. I don't want anybody. I'm. I'm not trying to tell anybody I'm any kind of expert in anything. I'm successful more often, you know, well, I shouldn't say more often than not. Anybody that says they're successful more than they, they're not, they're not hunters. They're just killers. And there's probably something that needs to be investigated. But I, I've, I've had a, I've had my fair share of success. I'll just leave it at that. But I don't consider myself an expert. I'm always trying to listen and learn, but I know complete BS when I see it too. And I know, <laughs> I know marketing when I see it. That's just like, you know, this magic fairy dust in a bottle is going to eliminate all your scent and that big old buck will never smell you if he's downwind of you. You've lost your mind. And people buy it left and right. I buy it. I I use it. I spray my boots with it. I try not to leave any more scent than I can help walking through the woods. But I know full good and well if a deer gets downwind of me and my scent stream reaches his nose or her nose, they're going to smell me. It doesn't matter what I spray on me. I don't know. There's real pi- there's real piss in there. That's how you know it's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pre- Boy, you really you really like pulling strings tonight, don't you? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, I don't either. No, it's, you know what? I don't either. I, you know, I tried. We've, we've both talked about this forever that, you know, well, we, we're, we're not going to talk about that because we might offend somebody. If you're offended... Don't listen. It really doesn't matter to me. I'm not. You're not paying me one cent to listen to this show. Don't like my opinion? Move on. I, I'm tired of worrying about it. If you know, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm just calling it like I see it and trying to have a little bit of fun with it. If you can't laugh with us, you know, don't listen. Yeah. I mean, well, you should know our opinions by now. But all right, we hope they would. Maybe some of you newbies don't. Yeah, I don't know. But it's uh, it's just like whatever happened to just being courteous. Oh, there you go. Or or <laughs> or 
or just nodding if you don't agree, <laughs> even though, you know, a nod could go a long way if you just don't want to mess with it. Like, why do you, why do you have to? I don't know. It, it Just do you. <laughs> and I know this argument can be made for a lot of things. And I don't mean you do you in the sense of, okay, I want to hunt with a crossbow during this, this, and this, and this, or I want to hunt with an arrowbow during archery season. You do you, and I'll do me. It's all a tag. That's not what I mean, that kind of thing. It's not that that whole thing. You do you as far as just worry worry about yourself and your process and how you shoot, and that's it. If it works for you, great, and somebody wants your opinion or you want to make a suggestion to somebody, hey, why don't you check this process thing out or maybe you want to try a clicker, you know, whatever. It is, I mean, that's, just don't get on there and force it. Yeah, don't tell tell everybody else they're wrong if they don't use that method. I mean, everybody's everybody's different. Nobody does this the same right. way. So that's the fun of it. It is. I mean, and I I don't I don't nobody can shoot like everybody else. It's just you just can't. Um, I, I that's why I don't I just don't get it. I've always just said, well, you don't come back to full draw every time. I'm like, I guarantee that some of you don't either. <laughs> I mean, that are in this process thing, which is why you have a clicker. I'm like, I can adjust. I get it. You know, it's not a big deal. I, I get the highsy lowsies every once in a while. Who doesn't? I mean, right. I don't mind. I don't mind Rob ribbing me for not getting back to anchor. That's funny. And he lets me know, you know, but I don't know. Just be courteous and be on your way. Well, you, you mentioned the courteous <laughs> thing. And I think we were texting about this earlier in the week. And it's just like, you know, um, there used to be a thing called the golden rule. You know, mm-hmm. do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And that's pretty much turned into do unto others before they can do unto you. And, and you know, I was talking to about some of this same stuff. Kind of, some, no, really more personal. So kind of, same kind of thing, but this was more on a personal level. I was talking to, to Sam Koviak a couple of weeks ago on the phone, and he said, well, you know what? There's, a, there's another reason, or there's a bigger reason for that. And I said, yeah, what's that, Jason? He said, well, used to. You pop your mouth off, and somebody, somebody'd set you on your butt, and you know now can't do that anymore because as soon as you do, you know you're you're being sued and arrested and who knows what else because people won't stand up for themselves anymore. They 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 feel like they can they can run their mouth with impunity, and in most cases they're right. And if you you know if you if you try to put them in your place, well, then you, you're going to end up having bigger problems because they're the biggest reason they're running their mouth that way is because they've got a hole in their soul and they're a coward to begin with. But, oh, that's another topic. You went and pulled the string again, man. Why do you keep doing that? Just by... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just I'm grumpy. I'm, 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 gr- I'm just grumpy. I, maybe I just need some woods time or something. I don't know what it is. You know, I mean, but you know, fly fishing friends, uh, fly fishing groups ain't any better. Oh no, it's it. it, it, it <laughs> well, here's pretty. the thing: it's not the groups. In most cases, no. it's not the, it's not the groups. It's it's the. I'll just be perfectly honest. It's, it's just the media. cesspool that is social media. There's again, people can just say what they want with impunity, and you know, I think that's a lot of it. And a lot of it's just. 
society has just become a, you know, every person thinks they are just more important than the person that came before them, behind them, standing beside them, anybody else. It's just, I don't know. And there's, you know, there's some good people and I see some good people trying to help, but they just get overrun. And even the people that are trying to help get, they get upset because they know that the, some of the people that are throwing out these, you know, they're, they're offering their opinion as fact, trying to help people. And they're all they're doing is just muddying the water. I don't, you know, I don't know. Well, how can you, how can you even give somebody advice about their shooting if you don't even, if you've never seen them shoot? So, okay. So here, let me, let me give you an example. And, and this will, you know, I will try to make this into i I'm not just up on my, my soapbox. I'm actually, you know, I actually get out and, and try to help. I mean, I've tried to help newcomers up at our local club and uh, I was visiting up with my, uh, my family up in North Carolina a couple of weekends ago and was driving somewhere. I don't even remember where I was going, but I was in my, my car and my, or my truck and my phone rang and I answered it. And this gentleman answered the phone and I had never spoken to him in my life. His name's Billy Woods and his daughter went to school with Bella and she's now at, you know, she goes to the same uh, college as Bella. She's a year younger and they're, you know, they're still, I won't say they're close friends, but they're, you know, they're friends. They're better than just acquaintances. They, they, she rides home with Bella sometimes, some other stuff. Anyway, he said um, that he had heard through his daughter that, you know, I shot traditional archery. And I said, yes, sir. And he said, well, I coach at 4-H. And I said, okay. And he said, well, you know, I'm coaching Olympic style uh, archery for kids. And he said, I've got this one kid and he is, he is dead set. He wants to shoot, quote, barebow. And I kind of had to ask what, you know, explain to me exactly what that means. And he told me and he said, you know, I'm, he's just, he's struggling because he, he, he can't find any consistency. And I thought you might could help. And I said, absolutely. But I said, I can give you some, I can give you some tips and I can explain some things that I would explain to, um, someone like that. Um, and I did, I kind of told him, you know, some of the things I do with, you know, putting actually having two uh two focus points on the target one's your aiming point one's the point of impact that you want to achieve and we went through some of that but i said here's what's better i can't learn anything that he's doing right wrong or indifferent just you telling me about it so how about if i come out there and and help you work with a kid and he said i I said he would love it but he said there's uh you know because it's 4-h they've got to do background checks and all this other stuff and i said send me the documents be happy to do it so um actually filled those out last week and got those over to him so i'm hoping and you know not this weekend maybe next weekend he'll give me a ring and tell me to you know come out and see if i can help help this young man figure out how to how to shoot barebow and keep up with these um the the uh, sight archers that he's shooting again or shooting not against he's shooting with them it's different classes i don't understand all of it but I understand enough. I'm pretty sure I can I can spend a little time with a young man and and have him shooting better than he is now. Um, it's funny. The first thing I asked Billy was, you know, how far is he? How far is he shooting? He said, Well, I don't know. I think he was shooting at the 30 meter mark. And I'm like, 30 meters, and he's shooting barebow. He's never shot before. I said, You need to have him like five feet. <laughs> Get him close. <laughs> I said, yeah, no wonder he's sailing arrows. But it's a different mindset. And Billy's a great guy. He's out there working with these kids. He didn't know any different. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't know any better. So, um, 
you know, anyway, it, it's, if, if you're, if you, there's ways to help people and not, not just solely giving your opinion about every topic that comes down the pipe. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's, there's being helpful. And then there's, I just want to, I'm just looking for a reason to show how smart I am. Right. And get my next field staff, pro staff, I don't know, whatever the heck that is position. Um, we, we were saying that, we were saying that in the phone the other day, you and I, it was, uh, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, I asked you if field staff or pro staff really even exists anymore. Oh yeah, they exist. Or something like that. Or, or, or is it not, not exists. It was, it was, are they even viable anymore? Well, because, and I don't know, honestly, I don't know if they've, well, yeah, they're they're viable. Like, does so, it carry any weight? They're well. Yeah, like, so here's the thing: they're viable, and they work, and they do great things for the companies that are getting these guys to go out and market their product for free, or for you know giving them you know letting them buy product at a ten percent discount, or maybe it cost. I mean, it. But it's free advertising. That's all. It's all it is. I, you know, I, and I'm not saying. You know, look, there's 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 definitely some guys out there that are making a living doing this and you know, I don't know if you would say they're there's a difference between being a sponsor because you've proven yourself that you're well, arguably proven yourself that you're good enough that you can warrant a company paying you to again, market their product, but there's a difference between being paid and being offered an opportunity to buy product. <laughs> I mean, really, that's what the, the field staff and pro staff comes down to. You're being given the opportunity to buy product. Well, I can go buy the yeah. product. Uh, yeah, I pay, I pay what, 10 cents on a dollar more than you do? Okay, big deal. Um, and, you know, something else you were talking about earlier. This is, this is another one that cracks me up. Um, so there's two there's two ways to look at because you've brought this up a couple times there's a couple ways to look at the let's talk about the young man that you know said that you had seen his post or whatever that had just gotten started and he's wanting to find a a content creator to to learn learn how to get out and start creating content okay so um everybody has to start that way and there's some good like you said there's some good content creators out there um Mm -hmm. there's some that Personally, I don't think are that good, and and I'm not going to mention names. I will I will say the same thing you did. I think Clay does a great job. Um, I think, and again, I'm sure there were some people that would 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 argue this. In fact, I know some would because when I had him on the show, there was people emailing me all these reasons why he shouldn't have been on the show. Dan Infault. Now, Dan Infault has started creating and selling product. It's expensive. I have no doubt it's worth every penny. If you don't want to buy it, don't buy it, but shut up about it. But Dan puts out tons of content <laughs> for free and people want to complain about it. And you can't argue with that man's success. Jason, Jason puts more time into putting content out than anybody I know. And you run into people all the time. I can't stand to listen to that guy. He repeats himself too much. Dummy, he's repeating it so you'll get it. But again, didn't forget, did you? So, but here's what I was going with that. Um, It cracks me up when you see the people that are, you know, 
I won't say, you know, there's a lot of people that just said they just want to do their thing, right? They want to, they want to hunt. They want to fish. They don't care anything about producing content. They just want to enjoy. And I, I get that. And I, you know what? Good for you. Uh, you're probably enjoying it more than some of us trying to actually do stuff like do podcasts and YouTube channels. But then you've got the ones that really don't accomplish anything. They're not successful hunting. They're not successful fishing. They couldn't put a YouTube channel together if, if their life depended on it. And they're the ones that can, but they can start up a Facebook group and they, they can run their Facebook profile. And when they see somebody like Clay Hayes, it's actually trying to accomplish something that that's pretty, pretty amazing that he pulled off. They're posting things on Facebook like Clay Hayes, who's she? You know what? If you're, if you're jealous of somebody, how about just keeping your damn mouth shut? That was a, there's a good path to take. Um, so you got both sides, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. And I think you have to, you have to call out, you have to call out the good with the bad. And, and when I say the, the good, there's good content creators that spend a lot of time and then they have to put they're, up with all of honestly, the negativity that gets sent their way because they're, they're successful. Yeah. We're spoiled with it. Really? There's so much out there for nothing. It's, uh, it's pretty ridiculous. I remember when there was like, I don't know, like one. It's like Jason. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, he he's nicknamed the Podfather for a reason. The Podfather, exactly. And he's not just the Podfather. Well, he is the Podfather, but he's not just traditional oriented. He teach you how to start a business and sell cars, buy a car for the right for the right uh, amount. <laughs> banking finance <Right. laughs> that man is got lots of advice and you're right he does put so much time into it and you know what um, you know what he'll tell you he does and he makes money on his youtube channel he makes money on you know the amazon affiliate stuff but you know what he'll tell you and i can sure vouch for that he'll tell you he's never made a dime off the podcast he built his name up yeah. with it but you don't make money for anybody listening. And you know, there, I'm sure there's some out there that do Joe Rogan makes a living off of it, but the, the average, the average people like, and I'll, I'm going to say, look, I started the podcast because I wanted to put a show out just to appeal to the average person. I, again, I'm not trying I like bringing people on here that I would consider experts, but I'm not an expert. I mean, I can tell you what works for me. Um, I can tell you what did, I, I can tell you a lot more about what didn't work for me, but I can tell you what works for me, but uh, nobody's getting, well, I won't say nobody. I sure as heck am not getting rich putting this podcast out. Um, <laughs> and you know, bless David and Tracy's heart. And there's been several others that have, that have sponsored the show. David and Tracy have been our most, uh, our, our what's the word I'm looking for here? ardent supporters um and you know they've they've when i say they've sponsored the show they have sponsored the show and you know great northern has sponsored the show and and i could go down the list um uh greg coffee there's 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 several folks that have actually supported the show and when i say supported they've sponsored us but i haven't brought in enough money and sponsorships to pay all the costs the the equipment the hosting the web hosting the podcast hosting the uh, uh, what's the word? The conferencing. So, I mean, all this stuff costs money. I'm not making any money, but I enjoy doing it. I enjoy the feedback that we get. And I know you do. Um, mm -hmm. 
and you've gotten a chance to uh, plug your books when you've had, you know, we had that stuff. That's great. I love that. I don't think I've ever, other than talking about making strings, I don't think I've ever advertised anything for myself. I just enjoy doing mm-hmm. it. And there's a lot of other people out there doing the same thing. I can tell you right now, Clay Hayes makes a living off of what he does, but he's doing it because he enjoys it. It's not, the money mm-hmm. was not the driving factor for Clay. No. Kind of like the show. He wanted to be on the show because he knew he could do it. Um, yes. I don't know about that one. I think no. as far as you talking about being on um, uh, Alone, yeah. no, I think he did the show alone because he knew he could win it and he, wanted, he needed the money so he could continue doing the things that he loves and provide for his family. I think he, in my opinion, I haven't, I haven't, I traded an email with Clay um, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why in a minute. If I may, I think I mentioned this on the show last time, but um, I, I think my perception is he's got two kids. He's, I'm sure he's wanting to put them in school. Um, you know, he's, he's developed a, a, a lifestyle and, and made a name for himself where he can support his family by the things he does, such as the bow classes and the, the YouTube mm-hmm. stuff and so forth and going out and, and speaking. But I think, I think alone, I truly believe he thought he could definitely win it. Obviously, he did win it. Um, and I thought it gave him the opportunity to, to, to put some money in the bank and know that he was going to be able to provide his kids and continue doing what he loves doing. That's just, that's how I see it. I'd love to, I'd love to be able to ask him one day. No, that was good that you, uh, you brought that up. You elaborated on that. He, um, no, totally. But I think, I think it is already knew he'd get it. I mean, he's just, he's a driven dude and he knows what he's talking about. And to do things the way he does it, you'd have to be. Yeah. I but agree. yeah, it was, it was a trip to see, it was, it was a trip to see him. On and that. even now, the, we brought clay up a lot. What's that? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> we brought up clay a lot this episode. Yeah. Clay. Sorry, buddy. We're not, we're definitely not, we're definitely sorry, not man. trying to beat his, you up. He, uh, his ears are burning. <laughs> well, Clay's another one. Bless his heart. I I doubt Clay if he might have listened to the show that you know he was on, but uh, I, I doubt Clay listens to a lot of other podcasts. Maybe he does, but anyway, he um, and even when I emailed him, I emailed him like a week after the show, and uh, even the response I got from him was just typical. Clay's, my opinion of Clay is very he's very humble. Um, every time I've had any interaction with him whether it was on the phone, through email. Um, you know, when I was first thinking about starting, uh, actually, no, when I was thinking about doing videos for the Simply Traditional stuff, uh, I reached out to Clay, and not only does he respond with an email, but he sends me a number and says, give me a call because, you know, I'd rather talk through this with you. I mean, that's just the kind of guy mm-hmm. he is. He didn't know me from Adam. Um, but anyway, I, I emailed him after the show, and I just told him, that, you know, um, I'd been, I'd been watching it. Uh, Lori had actually even started watching it to the point, you know, till it got to the point where she just, um, she couldn't stay awake to watch the show. So Bella and I, you know, finished, I think we watched like two or three episodes, um, without her, but, you know, I told him that he, um, he won that while she was in the hospital. So Bella and I watched the, the last two episodes like a week after she passed away. And, I'm sitting there watching the the last episode after he won it, and he he's on the he's on the chopper heading back, and he says uh, he's talking about his wife, and 
he made the statement that they had been married for 23 years. And Lori and I were married 23 years. Um, so anyway, it kind of punched me in the gut a little bit, but I had to send him an email and, and let him know all that and just tell him congratulations. But even, like I said, even the response I got from him then, very, very humble. And I hope he, I hope he continues doing the, the YouTube channels around, or YouTube channels, the YouTube videos around different things that he did on, uh, alone. Cause that's, that's actually how I first was introduced to Clay was when he was doing the videos for BHA, the backcountry college stuff, um, which was same here before he ever started his own stuff. And once again, he was just trying to help people. So, um, anyway, we ought to talk about somebody else we really like because Clay, if he hears this thing, he's going to get a swelled head because he's the only person. Well, I said Dan Infault and, <laughs> I was and just Jason, thinking the same thing. So, uh, we always bring Jason up at some point. Yeah. But. Most of the time it's good too. Mm-hmm. I got to be nice to Jason though. Because um, Jason's now got a, he's got a place to live down here in Georgia during the, during the winter months. So, I want to. I want to keep Jason happy. I want to offend him. I might get to go hunting with him more. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's right. He did that whole thing. Yeah, that was in, in one of his little series of things. But yeah, he's always thinking. He's he's got a plan. The man's got a plan, and he makes what he wants happen. That's admirable. Well, I'm looking forward to hunting with him more. I've been able to hunt with him one time, and I actually yeah, I've gotten with him yet. Got to do that one day. Um, no, you haven't been out with him at all. Nope, I haven't hunted with him yet. Nope, I've only met him in person once. Well, I'm hoping to was, chase flying around. I'm hoping to chase hawks quite a bit this year because I know we've got the we've got the um, crap. I forgot what we've named peaches and pork hunt now. The hambush is now in. We do that in Georgia now, and that'll be in February. And now I've got you know Jason. Whenever he comes down, I'll try to get together with him some on the weekends. Um, I'm really looking forward to our, the, 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 um, the trout expedition we've got planned in April up in North Carolina too. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. If, if everybody that says they're going to come, will 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 come to this thing. We're going to have a blast. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. That'll be my first, well, my furthest fishing adventure. I'm not counting Kentucky because that's wasn't anything really when I went, didn't, wasn't much of an opportunity. But, yeah, that's going to be something, man. Um, yeah, fishing. I haven't fished in a long time either. I went – well, I did. I went last weekend um, for smallmouth, but it had rained. Man, the river – the flat's usually shallow, and the river was just too fast, just soupy, really dark. I, I never – I never – I didn't even have a bite the whole time I was there. But um, I did get into the water, though. I was rigging up and I looked up and there was this humongous bald eagle like 30 yards away from me up in a tree. That's cool. And it was so big, it was leaning the top of the tree over. It was nuts. And you know when they take off, they actually, like, the wind actually, like, blows behind them and blew the tree freaking back the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Unbel- I've never seen one that close other than, like, at a zoo. And it do that. That was nuts. I mean, I saw a doe later cross in front of me, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that much smaller. Yeah, yeah, we got them. <laughs> or you know, we've got them. We've got them here. I mean, crazy. there's not a ton of them, but you see them. You see them quite regularly around here. 
Yeah, I think it's a trip when you see them. You don't you see them too often. We see a lot of uh, like red tail hawks and stuff here, but I've only seen eagles a few times out by Bub where Bub lives. Actually, uh, like in the Tecumseh area, there's yeah quite a few there. But anyway, yeah. Uh, but no, that's the last time I fished, and now I kind of just flipped into hunting season. So, you know, well, none I of that. You... None of that. Facebook banner maybe not want to go hunting. Uh you can't let that happen. <laughs> I hope you have a I hope you have a good hunt tomorrow. No, it's hilarious. I really do. Yeah, I hope I do too, man. I I hope I hope Johnny and I get I I man, I'd love it if John got a deer this year. Like yeah, I, he's he's You got a you got a rope? Got a rope? Yeah. <laughs> you you yeah. you'll tie him to a tree so he can't walk around all over the place, he'll have a much better chance. <laughs> Well, if it's a rainy day, he might pass out in his lawn chair or his pass out in his <laughs> camp chair that he's got. He hunts in a camp chair, and I caught him sleeping. Well. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I never told you that? No, you never told me that. Yeah, well, Mr. John, Mr. John Bichine, we went out hunting, and it was, a, it was a camp day, and it was rainy. And we're like, well, we're only going to, you know, we're going we're gonna to sit for a little bit, then we'll go. You know? I didn't, I didn't know he had ever, started. I didn't know he had actually ever sat still. <laughs> well, he was. He, he he did this time because he must have been tired or something. But I went out, and it was pretty. You know, it was one of those times. You know, when it does rain in the woods, and if you're under a pine or something, it feels really like calming. Yeah, like we'll put you to sleep. But I go and sit under this tree. I got no cover at all. I'm in my hammock seat. It's a pretty good setup, though. I like it. John's like probably a hundred yards to my left, and he had. He said he was going to find cover on this, uh, basically on this tree line, like a pine tree line. And time goes by, time goes by. We're sitting there still. We're sitting there still. It's raining, raining pretty good now. You know, we're sitting, I'm thinking, all right, I'm not going to ruin John's hunt. I'll wait for him to give me the signal. He, he said he was going to walk back this way. So I'm sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally, I said, where is John? I'm drenched at this point. Like, where in the hell is John? So I, I'm like, fine, I'm out. So I stand up and I get all my stuff picked up and I walk toward him because I knew where he was. And uh, I wind my way through this little trail and I see this blue seat. And I'm like, what? There's a, there's a camp chair out here. What's going on out here? So I walk up on it and I see it's John. <laughs> so I'm going to go, I figure he'll hear me. He had tucked this camp. So he had put the camp chair up beneath the canopy of the firs. And there was all these just like exposed pine needles and it was dead quiet and soft and dry. And he had snuggled his chair up right in there and like just fell asleep. <laughs> and I, so I'm soaking wet and I come up behind him and I'm like, I looked at him for a minute and he still didn't wake up. Finally, I like kicked him and I was like, Hey John, what's up, man? Do you know? And he did the whole yawn thing and he goes, Oh, is it time to go? What time is it? <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to seeing John. That was fun. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. Yeah. It's uh well, heck, it's basically a month. Yeah, man, it's close. Um, so yeah, Jamie and uh you and Tom, Mr. Bushin, well, uh, Mr. Rob. I hope I hope I get my camper. Is back your dad right still coming still in the shop? I think okay. so. But he was coming if I was going to have the camper. Ah. And the camper's still in the shop. I, I'm, it's been in there for two months. Yeah, you were telling me about and that. I, it's, 
Yeah, they can't get, it's missing one bracket. They're waiting for one bracket to come in. And they can fix it. And they have been for two months. One part. All right. So I'm like, oh, this is if nuts. you if you if you get out but if yeah. you get out tomorrow and Saturday and any other times you get out between now and we sit down to record again, the next time we gotta figure out a way to actually spend time talking about hunting and not about complaining about people. But uh I'm uh <laughs> and you know, seriously <laughs> though, if day. you think about so everything that's line that's 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 semi scheduled or lined up right now. I'm hunting I'm hunting up in Michigan in a month. Um, we've got the, the hog hunt in February and obviously there's a lot of deer hunting between now and then. Um, you guys are coming down in April for the, the trout, ex, the flogging trout extravaganza. Um, mm-hmm. and Tom and I, unless something changes right now, Tom and I are, um, supposed to be hunting black bear in Canada in June. And then okay. Tom's got me scheduled to do a hunt with him David and Tracy next fall. I think it's next fall. I need to talk to Tom and actually put some of that on the calendar. Uh, Cause he was actually talking about doing <laughs> two weeks and I, I won't be able to do that. I just don't have the vacation time. Um, so that, that's a little bit too much to try to fit into one, one year. Cause Bell and I are actually going to do a vacation. We're going to make oh, up, cool. uh, make up for our, our vacation. We, we just couldn't take this year. Um, because Lori mm-hmm. just couldn't get that far away from home. Um, or that far away from any of her medical caregivers, but, um, that'll be good for you. It will. It will. And I I think maybe my, my middle daughter and her husband may come down and join us. I I was talking to Bella about Dan. I think what we're probably going to do is probably going to try to try to go down to the coast, you know, uh, probably somewhere in the Myrtle beach area, North Carolina coast, North, North or South Carolina coast. And, probably stay two weeks i'll have to work one of the weeks but she can you know she can go out and hang out on the beach or whatever but uh anyway yeah a lot 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 going on and that's before i even get into i am planning on lighting some trout water up at least once deer season's over i would hope so um because <laughs> i've got i've got a lot of good equipment that i just haven't had the opportunity to to even use yet and i'm I'm going to do my best to drag Gene Bramlett or somebody along with me for some of these. And I still need to get out and meet, um, I just drew a blank on his name. I think it was uh, Parker. I can't remember it now. Uh, he was on uh, Katie Burgert's podcast. Oh. Um, what was his name? He was the guy that she had on. I'm actually trying to pull him up real quick. I thought it was Parker, but maybe it wasn't. Anyway, he was the the guy that she had on that that goes uh, all over um, the southeast looking for native trout water. Oh, okay. Um, and I can't. I want to say his name was Parker, but it didn't come up in my email that way. But I, it may be in a different email account because I can't just have one. I've got to have like eighteen different email addresses. And I may just be wrong. I may just be wrong on the name, but I'll have to track that down again because he's he's emailed me, and uh, because he's he lives here in Georgia, we talked about just getting together, even if we just went and uh, wet a line on one of the local streams here, and then just chatted for a little bit. But uh, anyway, I'm planning on bringing recording equipment on the the trout flogging trip, and pro- oh, cool! I may bring. I don't know. I think it might be scary to bring the recording equipment up to that crowd in Michigan. There's no telling what might get captured on audio. I don't know if that's good or bad. 
Um, I just just put it all together uncut and just tell everybody you're going to edit it. it. Don't that worry. would scare that would scare small children <laughs> if they heard some of that. Especially if especially if Rob abuses Tom's tray again. Um. <laughs> <laughs> if he hit it well, if he hits him with that, if he hits him with that tray, he'll knock him out. <laughs> which which one? Solid. The one he the, the one he gave him. Or the one that, the no, one the he one messed he re- up. The one he re- <laughs> the one he gave him. <laughs> <laughs> that thing that thing's thick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It ought to be yeah, it would be fun to make it. It'd be fun to do a video about that one year though. That would be that would be really funny. Um but yeah, I'm really I'm really looking forward to that trip. I can only really do two trips this year and I'm doing the, the fishing trip out there, and then I'm doing the the um Yankee. Yeah. Wash. Well, we should, like I said, we should have a lot of fun. I got to figure out what I'm going to do tent wise because I don't, I, I do not have a, a tent at all right now. Um, and I got to figure out, well, there's a lot of stuff I got to figure out between now and April, but uh, anyway, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. But we've been, man, we've been going for an hour and 15 minutes. I guess we should wrap this thing up. Uh, anything else you want to, you want to throw out before we, before we close it? No, I better not. <laughs> Pull another thread. <laughs> yeah, we're we'll, we're done with that. We're uh, we'll we'll come back. We'll come back a little more positive next time. <laughs> oh, I'm 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 positive. I meant about everything I said tonight. So that's positive. <laughs> uh, and I'm serious. There you know you what? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not. I don't think we it's we, all we didn't come on here tonight to try to offend anybody. Um, if anything, we said offended you. My advice would be take a long, hard look in the mirror and then go find another podcast to listen to. But, um, I'm, 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 I'm probably at the end of trying to just make everybody happy and keep my, my opinions to myself or my thoughts to myself. So, but I agree with you next time we need to be, we need to be positive, upbeat, talk about the animals we missed, didn't see just out of distance. You know, he was, if he'd taken one more step, I'm going to try to have at least three of those stories before we get back together. All right. Nice. Either that or we go the opposite way. We dump the G rating and we just commit. Uh, I'm not going to do that. If you can't, if you can't, if you can't say it, kidding. if you can't say it without being crude, then you probably shouldn't say it at all. Although one does slip out now. All right, buddy. But that's just frustration. <laughs> All right, brother. Oh well. Well, hey, you have you have luck too, man. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Like I said, it's uh, I know the general area I'm going into, and you never know what you're gonna find. I'm I'm I haven't I didn't get a chance to hunt any public land at all last year, so I may show up and it'd be tons of people. But this the area I'm. It's the same area you went and scouted that time with me in like July or August when it was 400 degrees outside, but. I think I'm gonna hunt that. Oh, track. the blackberry time. That, that that was that was crazy thick in there. Oh, it's yeah, it's always yeah, it thick. But hot. you never got to go up on the. You never got to go up on the. Uh, on the mountain, you you stay. We we kind of scouted around in that lowland that time, and yeah, it's thick and it's nasty and it's hot and steamy and. Mm-hmm. But it is a little bit cooler here now. So I mean, we're. Uh, last few days, I think the high's been you know, around 80 and I think it's supposed to be like mid seventies tomorrow. I haven't, haven't looked. Oh, that's awesome. So it's not bad. It's, it's pretty nice. And we got a weird yeah, wind tomorrow. Rain. We got I think a it's south be really wind, good. which we never have. So I'm sorry. What'd oh, you say? Yeah, we got a, we, yeah, we got a south, southwest. No, what? Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Yeah. We, um, 
we've had really nice weather too. That's why I was hoping it would hold off. Like it's been beautiful the last three days. Um, but it'll just be the rain. Well, yeah, but and, and you know where you're going into the woods. Yeah. It's got to rain. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why I stay out of the woods the first two weeks of October. So you all have good weather. If I was there, I mean, well, at least that's the theory. I don't think it would. I don't think it matters here. If it's if it's October in Michigan, it's going to be sunny, wet, or it's going to be hot, wet, rainy, muddy. Blech. But oh well, people still shoot them, so there's no reason for me not to go out. All right, buddy. Well, good luck. We'll wrap it up. For everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will have another one for you coming very soon. Take care, everyone.